This is episode number 70 with the founder and CEO of Tyler's Coffee, Tyler Ornstein. Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Before we drop into the episode, a quick message from our sponsor, 919 Marketing. I've worked with 919 Marketing for years and there's no one I trust more with my marketing needs in any of our businesses. I've worked with them in our franchise businesses, in my consulting business. I've worked with them on the franchisor side and I love working with 919 because they take the time to listen. They take the time to understand what it is I'm looking to accomplish through my marketing, who I'm trying to reach, and then they help me put a plan together to do just that. I've worked with tons of marketing companies over the years, and too often it's a one size fits all approach, but not with 919 marketing. In addition to that, they've developed some amazing technology called 919 Insights, franchising's first and only AI-powered analytics platform. With 919 Insights in place, 919 Marketing can identify the exact topics that matter to your franchise candidates and provide the specific roadmap to help your brand become the highest ranking and most trusted resource when they're searching for answers. So if you're ready to start getting better results from your marketing, and if you want a free demo of 919 Insights, reach out to Graham Chapman at 919-459-8157 or send them an email at gchapman at 919marketing.com to schedule your free demo today. So whether you're a franchisor, a franchisee, or just getting started in your first franchise business, make sure to check out 919 Marketing and tell them West Barefoot sent you. Now. Let's drop into the episode. Hey, what's up, everyone? If you have a cup of coffee as you're about to listen to this, go ahead and dump it out and go check out Tyler's Coffee website and order some of Tyler's acid-free coffee. My guest today is Tyler Ornstein. He's the founder and CEO of Tyler's Coffee, uh, the world's first acid-free coffee brand. And Tyler's an amazing guest. He and I connected. I was fortunate enough to be on his podcast, Tyler's Coffee Talks. Really enjoyed getting to know him. Knew I had to have him come on the Path to Freedom podcast and share his story. Uh, so in this episode, Tyler talks about how, you know, as a young boy, he and his father had this idea to create acid-free coffee after his father was told that he could no longer drink traditional coffee due to the high levels of acidity. So Tyler, as a young boy, couldn't even drive yet, and his father start this company, and Tyler's gone on to create a phenomenal brand out of it. So he shares a lot of his experience, as well as a lot of advice from things he's learned along the way from taking an idea and turning it into a brand in Tyler's Coffee. Fascinating story, fascinating guy. I know you're going to enjoy hearing from Tyler and everything that he shares. So let's go ahead and drop in with Tyler Ornstein. All right, guys, I've got an, another amazing guest lined up today. Very honored to be joined by Tyler Ornstein. Tyler's with Tyler's Coffee, self, self-explanatory self name. Um, and he's going to share more with us about what Tyler's Coffee is all about. But Tyler's the founder and, and CEO of Tyler's Coffee. So with that, Tyler, thanks so much. Appreciate you dropping in here on the Path to Freedom podcast with us. How you doing? 
Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, you are absolutely right. Um, created the world's first and only organic acid-free coffee. So coffee that doesn't give you heartburn and ingestion upset stomach. So for people out there that suffer from Crohn's, GERD, leaky gut, OAB, uh, I mean, it could be as little as heartburn and as severe as interstitial societies or, uh, you know, Crohn's. Uh, it, it's, it's something that people cannot use or enjoy anymore is their daily cup of coffee and we're very very blessed and 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 lucky to bring that back to the people yeah so it's an interesting concept obviously i mean because that that's a big problem for i mean i don't know I, I would guess you probably know the stats better than i do but like half of americans have some sort of gerd or, or heartburn no, or acid reflux yeah yeah it's getting there um actually uh, so in 2016, there was a study done by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation in North America. That study was essentially 50 million Americans suffer from stomach-related issues. Uh, that's, yeah. that's what they pretty much found out. Um, now, fast forward, you know, even five years, and you're you're still looking at not a de- not a decrease, but an increase because. Diet is a huge, huge issue in America. Yep. Um, and and I, I guess the best way to say this is uh majority of people are waking up and they're getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. So that's why Whole Foods and Sprouts and Natural Grocers and you know, these these stores are getting super, super popular to the point where we're talking not millions anymore, we're talking billions. And it's because people are sick and tired of, again, being sick and tired. They don't want to have commercial product. Um, we're kind of the same age and we, we kind of grew up in the nineties and you look yeah. back and you look at cheese whiz that was on everyone's oh my God. cupboard and fruit loops and, and red lake and blue lake and, and pop tarts, breakfast pop of tarts, champions. Yeah. Toast, corn syrup, I mean, the stuff that we consumed not knowingly, is going to destroy people's, uh, you know, stomach and GI and, and, and we're starting to see it. That's the, that's the reality of it is a lot of doctors are starting to see so much more GI issues. And I will say this, that a, a toxic gut is a toxic body. If you don't have a clean yeah. gut, then you do not have a clean body. Well, well, they say that that your gut is your second brain, right? I mean, there's a lot of connections between what's going on in your gut and your ability to think clearly and uh, have energy. And obviously, you know, I'm not a scientist, so I'm going to get in over my head real quick. But I mean, I definitely used to have you know, more issues with some of that. And it would lead to brain fog and, and things of that nature where I just couldn't function at a very high level and, right. and figuring out, and it is so directly tied to what we eat, what we drink, you know, what we put in our bodies. And so, I, I mean, I think, you know, what you're doing with Tyler's coffee and this acid-free coffee, it, it makes all the sense in the world because I know people that love coffee, but they rarely drink it or they've stopped drinking it because of the acidity with most coffees um you know and it, it even gets me every now and then and, and i think for so many people coffee is more of a a part of their lifestyle than it is like you know hey i just drink it out of necessity it's like they drink it because they enjoy it and it's part of their morning or it's part of their their afternoon or whatever the case is so i mean where did where did the idea for for acid free coffee come from in the first place how did how did you get started with this well it started with my father my father's a biochemist and he figured out when the tannic and lipid acids bloom in the roasting process and and muric acid as well so there's three there's three acids that really wreak havoc on the gi track um muric tannic and lipid okay um those acids are are bad right now there's good acids out there there's citrus acid and there's um, a couple other acids that I can't think off the top of my head, but there's, there's a lot of different acids and people say, Oh, well, acid's bad. Yes. Acid is bad. If you have a low pH in your blood, you have an 80% chance of harboring cancer cells. Okay. So that's, 
that's super critical that people go on an alkaline lifestyle or an alkaline diet. Um, you know, I stopped eating meat, not because of the aspect of killing an animal. I used to hunt, but I stopped eating meat because it's extremely acidic to our bodies. Okay. And that's why, uh, I, I went to kind of a pescatarian diet, which is a lot more of a, a alkaline meat. It's a lot more, uh, blood in the meat. And the, the reality is, is that the more you eat a, an acidic diet, the more and more health complications you're going to receive it. Oh, okay. For your listeners out there, this is really, really simple. It's, it's, super, super easy to understand what acid is. It's called inflammatories. When you cause a body to inflame, that's when you harbor cancer or harbor other medical problems. Yeah. I mean, inflammation from the reading that I've done is, you know, the cause of so many health issues out there, in, including cancer and lots of things cause inflammation, right? But, but acid, right. the wrong types of acid is, is one of those, it sounds like. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely. So so your you and your dad kind of came up with I guess it sounds like from what you were saying your dad was kind of looking at all right, this is how all the other coffee companies are making their coffee and it results in these three acids that are not very good to be intaking into our bodies. And that that's kind of right. where the idea for it spawned from. So at what point did you guys kind of look at it and say, "Hey, you know, we can actually turn this into a business. Well, so I went door to door on a bicycle and uh, I just handed out free coffee. And I said to the people that I was in the neighborhood, I was like, hey, can I just get, you know, a phone number and your name and here's a bag of coffee and, you know, let me know. And people would be like, yeah, okay, sure. And I'll never forget calling this lady and I was like, so what did you think about the coffee? And she's like, you know, that actually really helped my stomach. I have uh, Crohn's, I think is what she said. Wow. And uh, I really like the coffee. Where do I get it? And that's kind of the light bulb moment of Tyler's coffees is it was like, well, me. <laughs> so what's it called? Uh, I don't really have a name for it. Well, what's your name? Tyler. So Tyler's people coffee. think people think I, I named it after me in an egotistical way, but I, honestly, I was it, 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 it. That's the story. It was it was named for me. Well, so you said you went door to door on a bike. So how old were you when when you were fourteen? Okay, so you were young when you started this. Yep. Yeah, uh, I was peddling coffee. Literally peddling coffee. I see what you did there. Um, so, so where did it go from there? So, so you did, it sounds like just kind of some local outreach, uh, some local, you know, market testing. Hey, try this. Let me know what you think. You got good responses. People actually wanted to buy it. So, so where did you go from there? I mean, you hadn't been to like business school. You hadn't had a chance to go get an MBA or anything like that. How did you go from taking it to like small we, local? So what we did is, is we did something very unique and interesting in 2006. The internet was in its infancy. Yeah. To give you the value of how infant it was, Facebook was only a year old. Yeah. You probably still had to have a .edu email address to get on Facebook. Yep, exactly. So what we did at Tyler's and, and this is kind of what I, again, I'm not going to say I'm going to fly my flag that I created subscription model for the internet. That's not what I'm saying. I did, however, create <laughs> a subscription model for coffee for the internet, All right, which was something that was very, very difficult. Um, we spent probably $20,000 <clears> and, and I took it from uh, a loan from my parents and I paid them back. But uh, $20,000, my mom at the time was like, you're crazy, $20,000 to do what? And I was like, well, it will build out this, this coding, which will allow people to just put their credit card down and not renew their credit card every time they want coffee. It's just going to auto renew. The only person that was doing it other than me was Javalia, which is a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. And, and I built out the website for a subscription model and that's really how we, we built the business. Um, and now today's age, you know, you click three buttons and you're already a subscription model on Shopify. Yeah. 
yeah, so that was, I mean, you were an early, early adopter of that. And now you've got, you know, other companies uh, doing the same thing with coffee, you know, like Black Rifle Coffee and, and some of those. Um, so, so where is Tyler's Coffee today? Um, you know, fast forward from 2006, where is Tyler's Coffee today? I know you still, you know, have a big presence online, a lot of direct to consumer. Uh, have you changed that model up at all? Is there other places people um, can I mean, get it? Yeah, or? Of course we, of course we have to, to an extent. I, I would say that the one big thing that really blew us up and got us on the map was Amazon, but I think that's everyone, right? Um, you know, Amazon is, is the biggest retailer online period. Yeah. In the story. yeah. There's, yeah. there's no other retailer. They have a little bit of traffic coming through there every day. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Walmart second, which is pretty impressive. Um, but Walmart has something that Amazon doesn't have. And I think when Walmart wakes up, which for some reason it took them a boatload of time to understand that this is a lot easier said than done, uh, or sorry, a lot easier done than said the opposite because they're a multi-billion dollar company. They, they allowed Amazon to acquire market share when they should have owned the market. But that's that's beside the point. The point is, is that we've we've got into Amazon, we've got into Walmart, we've got into Jet, eBay, Wish. I think we're on Target. Uh, we're on Kroger Online. Um, we're talking to Whole Foods really, really strongly right now to bring it okay. into Whole Foods. Nice. Um, I mean, we're we're in Natural Grocers, so we're in about a thousand stores, brick and mortar. Okay. Um, across the country. Very nice. Um, so, so how does that change the approach, you know, being in a, in a retail location, a physical location versus going direct to consumer online or even direct uh, or online through a third party like Amazon or, or jet or one of these other platforms? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's what, I guess the question is, is what's easier, right? Well, just how, how does the approach change, right? How do you how do you get clients through Amazon versus clients directly to your website? Oh, gotcha. Uh, well, Amazon is obviously its own search engine. I mean, they're they're as big as Google in traffic volume. People people will go, how do I fill in the blank on Amazon, and then Amazon will give you products on how to fix that problem. Yep. Um, but. The the direct to consumer online basis, you you have to still put out your own marketing dollars, and and I guess that's Amazon too. I mean, Amazon's going to push you all the way to page six or ten or yeah. know, whatever, um, and then it's a pay to play game. You you pay more marketing, you get higher ranking. It's just it's what it is. It's, it's how they yeah. It. <clears throat> so because because I think a lot of people would look at it and say, well. You know, if you're selling through Amazon or even selling through, you know, retail locations, physical locations, you know, that company is making some money on top of what you're making. Right. So you probably have smaller margins. Whereas if you're selling directly from your website to the consumer, Absolutely. you've got those stronger margins, but Absolutely. you've got to get the traffic to Tyler's Coffee's website. Yes. Right. Yes. Which especially when you're just starting out is not cheap. So it's like that give and take, right? There's pros and cons to everything. So like there's a, there's, there's, there's something that's really, really critical when you're talking about direct to consumer instead of distribution or finding a partner to sell it on Amazon. And that's CPA customer per acquisition cost. Yeah. Uh, what is my customer acquisition cost and what is my retention rate on the customer? That, being said, um, if your customer acquisition is lower than your cost and your and your retention is higher, um, then your your metrics are going to be positive. And then opposite of if your CPA is extremely expensive, uh, like like for example, let's say thirty dollars for a bag of coffee, which it is with shipping at Tyler'sCoffees.com. On Amazon, it's Seventeen ninety nine Prime free shipping. Yeah. So people say, well, then why why would I not just go to Amazon? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One, you don't get customer service. So product shows up broken or damaged, 
oh well, uh, Tyler's Coffees will will re- return uh, you another bag, and and you know we'll we'll take care of you, right? Uh, the other thing is is that we have subscription on Tyler's Coffees, and we've told our sellers on Amazon that they're not allowed to do subscription because obviously, yeah. Uh, so you get a subscription, so you don't have to keep going back and purchasing the coffee every time. And blah 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 blah. So there's there's plus and minuses, and and that's really how you have to set up your business. Uh, you got to give the customer value on both sides and losses on both sides. And then they have to make their own decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think, you know, your goal at this point is to have a a pretty nice mix of, you know, selling through these third parties versus selling direct through your own website. Uh, You want to keep it kind of balanced. So, so let's, let's kind of walk that back. Right. So in, in a interesting conversation, um, and we don't have to take Tyler's coffees. We could take any product you build. Let's, let's just say you build a two to $3 million a year business. Gross, gross, uh-huh. not, not net. You say, okay, our customer base is mm, somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred thousand people. Cause you're selling a small product. You're not, you're not selling, you know, like, like for you, you're not selling cabinetry, which is $20,000 a customer. That's, you can easily get up to third, you know, $3 million a year gross. I'm saying a small product. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at it and you say, okay, um, we're making more profit online direct from us to consumer. We're making less profit, but more volume as a distributor going through a third party like Amazon. Yep. So say, for example, you say, well, I'm going to get greedy and I'm going to pull everything. I'm the, I'm the owner. I'm the inventor. I, I'm going to pull everything and it's only going to go through us. Duluth Trading is a really good example of that. Okay. Uh, if you want to buy Duluth, you can only buy it off the DuluthTrading.com. That's it. There's no other options that you can buy. You can't buy it through Macy's. You can't buy it through Amazon. You can't buy it through so on and so forth. That's an interesting model to have a conversation with because you're going to make more profit, but I see it as a difference. The way I see it is if I get Tyler's Coffees into the hands of more people, and I know my retention rate is 80%. It's a long time return. Yeah. It's not a short time return. Yep. Yeah. And, and so it's a good point, right? So, uh, cause it, it is two very different ways of going about it. It's like, Hey, do you want more volume with less profit per unit or would you rather, or be okay with less volume, but, but higher profit margins. Right. And, and I think it, you know, partly just depends on the business owner and and what's their vision for the business. I also think the type of business that you're in needs to weigh into that because to your point, you have very high retention rates. And you know, look at it this way: if someone finds you on Amazon and tries Tyler's Coffee for the first time on Amazon because they're Prime members, it's easy. They hit one button, they get it in two days from Prime shipping, but they love it when they get it. Well, chances are, especially if they can't do a subscription through Amazon, but they can through your website, they're going to jump to your website when they're ready to reorder, set up the prescriptions. You had like that one time lower margin sell to acquire that client. And chances are that the, the discounted amount that you make by selling through Amazon is probably equal to or less than what your CPA would be to get someone directly to your website to buy for the first time. I would, I would venture to say, so like, that's how you hook them in. Cause that's easy. That's what's familiar. People buy stuff on Amazon all the time. They fall in love with it. You've got the right incentives to get them to come direct to you for all right. of their future purchases. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think it's smart. I also think, I mean, to your point, you know, you get it in as many people's hands as possible you build as as big of a following as possible. If you ever want to get into other product lines, that's going to really help you out to have a a much larger has. audience, and it, right? And it definitely has. I mean, for for example, we came out with actually. I have the prototype right here. I'll show you right now. This is our prototype box. 
This is our lifted CBD prototype box. Right? I was going to ask this you is, about that. This is the this is the CBD version or line of Tyler's Coffees. You can see the logo of Tyler's Coffees, you know, right there, and and it kind of has like a you know a, a Tyler's Coffees vibe, right? Yeah. So that's actually a separate company where I I. I, uh, the best way to say this is I'll never sell the golden goose, but I will sell the eggs that it makes. Okay. And, and the eggs that it makes is, is lifted. Right. So when we have a spinoff, um, right now we've done our first round of investing and we've got our investors and it's been a lot more simplistic. Uh, the best way to say this to get the money from investors because I've built a 16 year track record with over a million dollars a year. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, and, and that, that to your point, exactly. You know, what, what, so, so the reality is, is what do you want to do? Do you want to build an internet business and have a really nice cushy lifestyle where you wake up at 12, you look at your phone, you go, oh, I've made 3,000, or I mean, in this case, if I pulled everything from everywhere, except for tylers.com, it would be probably, oh, I made $5,000 today and I'm a one-man band and I hire uh, 1099 to do all our uh, inbound calls and I hire 1099 to do all our fulfillment. And, you know, at the end of the month, I pay two bills and, and I, I clear, you know, $80,000, uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. That that's that's a great. People would look at me and say, "Well, why the heck are you not doing that, Tyler?" And the reason is, there's a very valid reason: is I'm not looking for eighty thousand dollars. I'm looking for eight million dollars. And until you actually start realizing that it's a gross game and not a net game, and you're trying to get it out to more and more people then you'll become successful. You, you won't just be a one-man band. You'll, you, you're going to be a corporation. And that's why I've got a staff of seven people. And that's why I don't make $80,000 a month. I make far, far less than that. I make a, a conservative living, but I make far, far less than that. But, but in the next five years, that's when you're going to start making the money and and that's why i'm talking like this to people because i know that your your base is entrepreneurs yeah and i want them to get a lot more insight uh i mean we could talk about coffee but i think that your base would be more interested on really how the structure your company yeah i think it's the the structure the strategy and and i mean to your point it's it's really about you know what are you really trying to build and uh, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think what you just described is you're trying to build a brand, not have a company that sells a product online. Right. You're trying to build a brand, a brand, and that's the long game, right? But right. That's where you know you start. And it's stressful, by the way. Oh me, heck, me, hell yeah. Let me, you know, let me let me reiterate this. The way that I decided to go is the most stressful, most agonizing, most frustrating way to go. I mean, there, this is not an easy path, but it, in my opinion, it's more value in 10 to 15 years than, I mean, not, yeah, not just building an online site and making money. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to know you a little bit. I would guess that part of it for you is you like the challenge because you're right. It's not easy, right? Uh, it'd be far easier to set it up the way you described earlier, where you don't really have any employees and you're just kind of, you know, coasting, doing very well, great lifestyle, probably a lot less stress. But, right. you know, my guess is a guy like you likes the challenge of saying, hey, you know, can I build this? And I kept, can I keep thinking three steps ahead, you know, in terms right. of what I, I want to do with this? And, uh, and I think that's admirable. But so, I mean, would you say that like, at some point you kind of consciously made a decision that this was the direction you wanted to go in, or did it just kind of happen organically on its own? In terms of like really reason, building yeah, a brand uh, versus just the, selling the a bunch of coffee I'm, online. The only reason why I'm pausing is because that's a very 
great question, Wes. Um, I, I think... I think it was more of I was pushed in outside circumstances to build the company the way it is now. So okay. would I want to be my age and have no employees, a website and wake up on my time and pretty much have the day to myself and do whatever I want? No. Yeah. No. I, I think I would become very, very bored. <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. And, I, and mean, that's... I might, I might want to travel the world someday. And then, and then you know, it's, it's really funny because, um, you know, I, I, I know that there's people out there that, that don't seek God. And there's people out there that love God. I'm one of those that loves God and I ask God all the time, what should I do and how should I do it? And, and the best way to say it is he's allowed me to see my future because he's painting the picture and saying, you're going to walk through these doors. And the best way I can say it is that God hasn't allowed me to fault. Yeah. Uh, but God has also allowed me to fail. Mm. If that makes any sense. So learning to fail is how you succeed yes but well said fault is something that you know you, you can't recover from well said so so i want to revisit the the failure and how you need to fail to succeed here in just a minute because i think that's something that any entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur needs to just have drilled into their their head right this fear right. of failure keeps so many people from making moves because they're, they're afraid they're going to fail. But before we, we go there, a um, couple things you said earlier, and, and I'm hoping I didn't lose all of them, but you know, one was, I think, uh, like you said, you know, it, it, it'd be nice probably for a short period of time to, to kind of, you know, have your business set up uh, the way you described where you're not really building a brand. You're not taking more of that long-term approach, uh, but you would get bored. And, and so I think that's, that's important for, you know, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs to think about. And this comes up all the time with different guests that I have is like, you know, most, most people that are successful entrepreneurs, like money plays a part in it, but it's not the, the primary driver for them. The there's driving factor. Yeah. There's usually something bigger than that. And, and so I think first getting clear on what that vision is, is, is super important. And the vision doesn't have to be the same for everyone. Your vision doesn't have to be the same as mine, but like first get clear on what that vision is. So you know what you're working towards. And once you do that, it makes everything else easier. Like when you do fell, when you do fall on your face, when you do hit a, a pitfall, it makes it easier to get back up and keep going because you can kind of lock in on that vision and and so I wanted to highlight that that you mentioned. Sure. Um, and the other thing I think that and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I again, getting to know you a little bit, think you're the type of guy that look, the bigger of a brand you build, the bigger of a business you build, the more people you can help, not only through the, the products that you're selling, but, you know, you mentioned you've got a, a staff of full time employees, right? You've got uh, manufacturers and distributors that you're working with, like you're in a position, right. the bigger you build this brand, the more people you're in a position to employ, right? And right. and provide an income for. And I think, you know, that's something that should be noted as well. It's like you've chosen to take this, you know, admittedly more difficult, more stressful route, but in the process, you're helping a lot of people along the way. And the, and the bigger the company gets, the more reach and the more ability you'll have to help. Yes. So big, big, big carry away of that is, is help. Um, you know, when before COVID, I would fly around and, and be interviewed by some very, very big names on some big stages. And um, I can't wait to get back there, by the way. I'm, I'm looking forward to traveling again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a crazy, crazy two years. Um, 
It's just been wild, right? Everyone's had a wild, wild ride in the last two years, period. Yep. I don't care who you are. And it's crazy wow. that it's been almost two years already. Yeah. Yeah. Not wild. Um, so the word help is extremely important in business. Um, I don't think that anyone has ever succeeded without that word. The, the point is, is that when you want to start a business and you don't have that on your forefront mindset of help, you're probably not going to make business. You're probably going to make a hobby. Mm. Um, people buy off of pretty much one word, and that is help. Everything in your house is to help you. Everything mm. that you purchase is to help you. Um, and that's really what Tyler's Coffees is there for. It's to help someone that can't drink coffee anymore. And, and, that, and it's a benefit. But to your point on employees or, or people, um, that's the point at Tyler's is like, you know, we don't tolerate anyone that doesn't want to do the help. They have to help. Yeah. 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 Well, I was, I was reading on your website your core values. And, and it seems like that's a big part of, of your core values, right? Is this kind of uh, team atmosphere, family mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I saw something else cool on your website too. So I guess it's the manufacturing partner distributor that you work with there in Arizona. Oh, Beacon, have, Beacon. Yeah. So, Tell us a little bit more about that. Cause I thought that was really, really cool. Right. So I could have gone to a drop shipper and said, Hey, do my shit, you know, call it a day, walk away. Here's the money. Um, but instead I went to a nonprofit and I said, I really like what you're doing. What you're doing is you're taking people quote unquote, that society has given up on and you're giving them a remedial job and you're giving them back purpose. And that really meaned a lot to me. And we've been a partner for five years with them and it's been phenomenal. I mean, everyone has their hiccups, but in the longevity of it, it's been an absolute pleasure seeing that we're helping. And I'll tell you, when I walk into the fulfillment center, um, you walk into any fulfillment center and no one's smiling. They're just, they have their headphones on, they're plugged away and they're just, they're, they're robots. They're human robots. Yeah. I walk in there and people are smiling. They're waving at me. They're, they're happy because it's giving them a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And it reminded me of a, a place that started uh, here in Wilmington where I live and same kind of concept as actually coffee. You've probably heard of it being in the, the coffee business, uh, Biddy and Bose. No, I haven't. Does it come on your radar yet? So, no. so there, I mean, they literally just local coffee shop here in town. The founders, you know, had a daughter, I think with, with down syndrome and they started it and it was somewhere for her to work. Right. Same reasons you said something to give her purpose. So they went on to employ, you know, all people with, some sort of a disability or another. And, you know, to your point, like you walk in there and like you could be having the worst day ever and you're going to leave with the biggest smile on your face, just feeling awesome because, you know, those people in there, um, they're happy to be there, right? They love having the opportunity to, to work in a place like that. And, and I think it does, you know, give them purpose, but, uh, so anyways, like that, that was just a little local Wilmington thing. And then it, it got some traction and they started franchising it a, a year or two ago. And so now these places are popping up all over the country. And, uh, I think at some point, a couple of years ago, the, the husband and wife that started it got invited to the white house to go give a talk or something. But, uh, so anyways, it, it, it reminded me kind of of that story when I read it on your website and just thought it'd be something cool to, to mention here on the podcast. But I think, yeah, the, you know, the bigger the business you build, uh, the, the better of a position you're in to help people. And it's not to say that, you know, if you have a business and it's not, you know, very large in terms of the number of people that you employ or whatever, that that's a bad thing. Um, I just, you know, wanted to point out that that's another 
advantage of, of you kind of choosing to take the course that you have with Tyler's coffee. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great byproduct yeah. for supporting a, you know, I mean, my, I got, I got families that I support. I've got individuals that I support and I enjoy having the ability to fund people's dreams. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you go in, when you go into that, that position of kind of being responsible for, for someone else's livelihood, you know, at least to an extent where you're the one, uh, writing the checks, it's, uh, it's a good feeling, but it definitely adds to the pressure, right? I mean, you know, it, it definitely adds to the, the stress and the pressure. So, so, so I want to, before we lose it, I want to revisit what you said earlier about failure. Um, yeah, I think most people have heard that, you know, that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to get comfortable with failure. That's easy to be like, to kind of nod your head and be like, yeah, I get it. You got to fail if you want to succeed. It's a lot different when it actually happens and failure, you know, walks up and punches you right in the nose and knocks you on your ass. And (laughs) now all of a sudden you're seeing stars and you're like, you know, do I really want to get up and, and go at this again? I mean, can you give us some examples, you know, on your journey building Tyler's coffee of, I think you have two options and that is you can accept failure or you can deny failure. People that deny failure will deny to fail. And what I mean by that is they will fail permanently. They, they do not accept it. Um, you know, get right with God and have God help you out because you know and again i'm not i'm not a church goer kind of i mean but 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 it will help yeah i know what you mean uh the other thing is um become best friends with darwin okay uh not darwin i'm sorry murphy's murphy become murphy's law murphy yeah yeah don't don't assume anything is gonna go right and I know that's really <laughs> pessimistic, but that's the reality. Um, and if things do go right, it's because you did something right. Yeah. But Murphy's Law is my best friend. I mean, Murphy and I are tight, tight people, man. We're, we're good BFFs. <laughs> um, and when you're in the beginning of stages of business, you don't really understand what Murphy's law is all about. You're, you're looking at yourself and you're going, well, why is that not working the way I want it to work? Right. I had a plan. <laughs> That's not part of the plan. But if you're able to accept Murphy as gospel, really, you'll never fail. You're, you're always planning to fail if you're not going to accept failure. Yeah got to accept it and you got to move on from it. It, it but you got to learn you got to learn your mistakes like for example when we were trying to court natural grocers into taking on our product it took 50 50 50 50 times to get them to even say who are you <laughs> yeah i mean if you give up and you quit you give up and you quit you could have given up on the 49th try and, you know, never, I, never I, have gotten in a, there. I had an article written about me uh, not too long ago. Um, and I said necessity of tenacity was the article's headline. And I think it's extremely, extremely accurate. If business owners do not have the tenacious aspects or the values you know, pack it in, man, go get a job. Yeah. There's nothing, listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a nine to five job. There's nothing wrong with complacency. There's nothing wrong with, I'm going to get this. This is how I'm going to get paid. This is, I mean, I I can buy this much in my lifestyle and, and so on and so forth. Entrepreneurs are, are bat shit. (laughs) Bat shit. Yeah. We are. No doubt. We are, we are a crazy, crazy group of people that, live on an edge of great success and great failure on a daily basis daily. Right. And I think that's, that's something a lot of people don't realize. Like 
you know, my entrepreneurial success has been very different from yours in terms of we've got, you know, multiple smaller businesses, not one large brand, but it's like, I think people look at it and they're like, okay, well, at some point you get to where you've had enough success and like, you don't have as much of the ups and downs. I think most entrepreneurs, like, you know, I could have been on cloud nine yesterday, like, man, everything's going great. Like this business is really humming. We're getting some great momentum over here. Like, and then by today it's like, well, this is fucked and this is fucked. And <laughs> the whole, the whole sky's like, it's just so up and down and, yes, it and is. it's an emotional roller coaster. It really is. I, I mean, honestly, it is just, just look at any stock. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the value of an entrepreneur is, is they could be up one day and down the next, I mean, down really down to like, you know, there's $200 in the bank account and then you get an order that goes up to $50,000. You know, it's just, it's, and, and it's hard to live that way. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it would be nice to just, you know, like I was telling you, pack it all in, just have the online site and do my thing and know, know my metrics and, and be very, very conservative and just be very analytical about it. But I don't think that, I think you're right. I don't think that builds a brand. I just think it builds a product. And what we're trying to do is we're, we're not even trying to build a brand. We're trying to revolutionize the coffee industry. There you go. Yeah. That's the vision. That's the vision. And, and, you know, I think the people that are really wired to be entrepreneurs that, that have that drive to say, yeah, you know, I, I could take the, the kind of safer or at least more predictable route. Um, I, I think kind of like you said earlier, like you just get bored at a certain point with the predictability of, you know, a job or a corporate career or whatever. And it's more of just that, Hey, I want to see what I can build. And, but you do really have to get comfortable with this mindset that, you, you know, failure is not bad. Yeah. You got to master that. You got to master that. Comfortable being uncomfortable. So let me ask you this. Did, did that always kind of come natural to you? Or is this something that you've kind of trained yourself to get better at, you know, as you've progressed as an entrepreneur and, and, you know, just grown older or did, or did this just kind of come naturally to you to, to, to be okay, being uncomfortable and to not give up when you quote unquote fell at something to have that tenacity. I think it's inherent. I don't think everyone has the ability or the mindset to live in a lifestyle of constant stress and fear. Um, but on the other hand, I think that it's kind of who you are going to be is what you're. So, so <clears throat> let me give you an example. Um, I probably wouldn't be who I am if I didn't do sports in high school. Like I'm a okay. huge advocate for sports, uh, group sports. Okay. I did football for one season. I didn't like getting hit. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, so I went to swimming and swimming was probably one of the best things that I could tell anyone out there that has kids in high school or in middle school for that matter, uh, get your kids in swimming. And I'll tell you why you're your own worst enemy. So in business, you are your own worst enemy. The faster you become, the more drag you create for yourself. Ooh, the more you push, the harder it pushes back. And when you have a good coach that's pushing you through that, it's obviously amazing. Um, I, I had the opportunity to have a very good coach and he pushed us to a point where I was getting state champion four times in a row. Um, I wow. almost went to Olympic trials and I was a very, very dedicated swimmer. I actually swam about four and a half to five hours a day in practice. Wow. wow. And on top of school and on top of developing my, my company. So I was a very, very busy person. And I think in, in, and also then in college, you know, I, 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 I am a college dropout. 
Um, I did not finish college. I did not get the paper, but I can tell you that I did the math and I realized that I was losing money, keeping my ass in that seat. Yeah. And, and college is not for everyone and it's all for a lot of people. Um, but for entrepreneurs, you don't need to, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this right now as hand on heart, you do not need college to go into the entrepreneurial world. Don't no. need it. It's come up want to numerous doctor, times. You want to become an engineer. If you want to become, quote unquote, a professional. Yeah. Um, of course, you need to have that piece of paper so that you can have that piece of paper. I mean, you, you could become an engineer without having that piece of paper, but it's going to be a lot less money and you're going to be, you know, not doing well. The, the point is, is that you, you do have the ability to do whatever you want and you are the only one that's holding you back. Like right now, um, I, I haven't worked out like I used to work out in a while because I've been, you know, super busy and, you know, life. Right. But now I'm, I'm going back to working out daily and it's extraordinarily frustrating because it's extremely painful. I feel like crap next day. Um, I, I have to go to work. Um, there's, there's a lot of outside circumstances, but what's really good is that I'm learning myself again and I'm saying, Hey, Tyler, guess what? You're the only one that's holding you back from making success. And you're the only one that's holding you back from making the body that you want to create. So I'm, I'm pushing through and doing it again. And, and again, it, it's just this, this mindset that either you're going to do it or you're not. Yeah, I think, so I, I love that. I love the example of, of swimming and, and, and pushing yourself. Right. And I've found that, you know, with myself, like if I, and, and it doesn't even have to be in business necessarily, but like if I intentionally try to do something that's very hard and very uncomfortable for me, if I do it, then it builds confidence and that, that creates momentum right. and that impacts every other aspect of your life. Like, you know, last year I, I went through this thing called the 75 hard challenge, right? So it was like this whole 75 day program. And you had these things that you did every day that you, you know, didn't do every day for 75 days. And it was like a, a program, right? And it was awesome, but it was very hard. It was very uncomfortable, especially at the beginning. And I think the biggest thing that that kind of, you know, opened my eyes to is, is what you're saying and that like, you're the only one holding you back from, from doing anything. Um, but like that experience, it just, it, it made it clear to me that like, okay, so if we know that we're the only ones that hold ourselves back, well, why do we still hold ourselves back so much? Right. And, and what it opened my fear. eyes to was, well, fear and, and, and as a result of that fear, we negotiate with ourselves. We allow ourselves to negotiate with ourselves to talk ourselves out of doing what we know we should do. That's uncomfortable because we're scared of it. Right. So that just kind of taught me like to have this mindset of like, it's a non-negotiable. All right. I don't negotiate. It's not even a question. It's not even a, do I get up and do it today or not? It's just like you do it. And, and that's a muscle that you have to work out regularly, man. Cause like I was so dialed in going through that process. And then you know, like you said, life happens, right? We had another kid, we started another business. Like yeah. I've lost some of that. Right. And I need to get back to it. But I think it's that, you know, if you just get to a point where you're like, Hey, this is what's important. This is what I know I need to do. And I'm not going to negotiate with myself. I'm just going to do it right. like that mindset easier said than done, but that mindset is, is key. Um, so, I mean, what else, what else, what other advice would you have for, you know, like the aspiring entrepreneur out there or, you know, someone that's already got a business and they're just looking to, to take it to the next level, but they're struggling. Well, I, I, so let me give you like a really quick story here. I know we're going over time, but let me give you a really quick story. So in my book that's coming out, uh, probably late October, mid November, we don't know exactly when the publisher is going to get to it. Um, my first book, um, I have a, a story in it and essentially it's a, the popcorn story and okay. I was in Cub Scouts and I was in Boy Scouts. 
on top of in the pool, on top of in the school, in the classroom and on top of in my business. And, um, I was, I was at Cub Scouts and we were doing a popcorn drive for our troop. And there was this red Huffy bike and that red Huffy bike that I won, I used to go and pedal my coffee door to door, which is kind of ironic and kind of a segue, but um, I wanted this red Huffy bike like a Ferrari, man. I mean, 12 years old, uh, uh, eight, I can't remember if it was like 8, 9, or 12, something like that, but somewhere yeah, around. somewhere in that range. Yeah, and <clears throat> I wanted this thing like the red Ferrari. And they said, okay, well, if, you, if you're the number one, you know, salesman in the popcorn drive, your reward or your, your prize is this red Huffy bike. So, Wait, every everyone didn't get a red Huffy bike? <laughs> oh, that was like Boy Scouts back in the day, not Boy Scouts today. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets a participation trophy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody gets a teeny little miniature red Huffy bike. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, nice try. So um, I, I said to myself, I'm going to get it. And I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. So I, I got the, I got the fill out forms. I got some samples and I went, I actually went door to door and it really didn't really work out for me. So then I saw that people were posting up at the grocery stores and I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. So then I, I did that. I went, I went to the grocery store and posted up in front and I'm sure you've done them and seen the Girl Scouts, with the, you know, the chocolate, uh, the uh, cookies and so on and so forth. Yep. Got it all set up, made it look really nice, was in my uniform. Excuse me, sir, would you like to have some popcorn? Would you like to buy some popcorn? No. Excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some popcorn? No. Excuse me. No, 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 no. Okay. It's not working. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making sales. <laughs> what, what is going on? So instead of giving up, calling, me, calling myself a failure and walking away like majority of people do, I said, it's not, it's not me. It's what yeah. I'm doing. It's what I'm doing. So I thought, okay, well, what, what do I need to do? It, I'm giving a binary question here. I, I can't give a binary. I need to give a conversation. Excuse me. Which popcorn do you prefer? Cheese, chocolate, or caramel? Plain. Oh, I like the caramel. Would you like to try a sample? Sure. Wow, that's good. Well, my troop is waste is raising money. Blah 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 blah. Would you like to buy some some uh, cans, some tubs? Yeah, sure. I'll buy three. I'll buy six. I'll buy two. By the end of the day, I I was out of slips. I had to go to my troop lead and buy and get more slips. I was selling like hotcakes. And it was because I was asking them a question of what they prefer. Yeah. How do, what, what, what do they want more than what I want? I was helping them make a decision. That's a good story. It's a good example. Um, you know, it's a good example on, on a couple of levels, I think, right? Because, like, I believe that is the key to sales, right, is shutting up and listening. And then once you listen – offering a solution that is actually right. going to help based on what you've heard. And then also I think just like you said, instead of giving up or instead of continuing to try the same thing over and over again, that wasn't working and getting more and more frustrated and losing confidence, you step back and you're like, okay, well this clearly isn't working. And maybe it is working for someone over here better than it's working for me, but, but I'm not them and they're not me. So how, how should I, adjust and, and try again. Like, I think that's a really good example. And you know, how you at that age had the foresight to say, Hey, I need to just like ask a open-ended question instead of a binary question and get them to right. engage in conversation with me. I don't know. Credit to you. I guess you were, I mean, clearly you were ahead of your times. You were, you know, starting your, your coffee empire before you were driving, but, right. uh, <laughs> right. so no, that's which, a good, which is, good story. Is, is another is another interesting thing. Um, so, 
I like, I love cars. I think we've talked a little bit offline about yeah. cars. And yeah. just a, I'm just a car nut. It's just, it's what it is. Cars, cars make me my happy place. And uh, at the time I really wanted a BMW M3 for high school. And obviously my parents could afford a $60,000 car for me. Um, for a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to buy a used one, but it is what it is. But when I turned 16, I bought myself a BMW M3 with my coffee money. And, and yeah, looking back on it, was it a bad decision? Um, yes and no, right? So yes, it was a bad decision because it was a depreciating asset and it didn't make me money. But no, because it gave me the confidence to go out there and make more money. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not cheap to fix. So you gotta, you know, it's, it's, it's like having a kid, you know, they're not, not cheap. <laughs> yeah. I don't, was... I don't have children. I have cars, but I know what it's like to yeah, those, to those Germans, bills. those Germans know how to keep you locked in right yeah. with the, the parts for their cars. But yeah. no, I think that's a good example. Like the, you know, the Dave Ramsey's of the world would say no terrible investment for a high schooler to, to buy a BMW depreciating asset. But to your point, like it gave you the confidence and it probably also just felt really damn good to finally realize that goal that you'd been working for, for a while though. And and I'm sure that contributed to the confidence piece, right? Which is like, Hey, I set this goal. I hit it. Right. That means the next goal I set, I can hit that too. And the goal after that and the goal after that, like, you know, so much of whether it's business or, or I think just life is, right. is about momentum, right? And so like use that to your advantage, set goals that, I mean, have the big, the big long-term, you know, audacious goals, but then chunk that down into smaller short-term goals that can be attained because that's what's going to help you build momentum to get to, to those long-term goals. So, um, dude, I, I could talk to you, you know, about this stuff, all day long. We'll have right. you back on the show at, at some point. Um, do you have a title for the book yet? Or is that still in the works? Um, so it's going to be called the story of Tyler's coffee. Okay. I know that all sounds right. pretty basic, but I think that's kind of what we're, what my editor and I are kind of doing is making it basic, making it simple for people to understand the story of Tyler's coffee. Cause it really is. So Tyler's coffee is, is me, but it's how I grew up with it. I mean, I'm so, I started my company when I started my life, really. I mean, yeah. when, when I say I started my life, I mean, by the time you're 14, you really are coming into your own. Like yeah. You've got to, you uh-huh. know, you're, you're, you're essentially rounding yourself to the future self. Yeah. So you get, uh, you get about 14 years to just walk around and, drool on yourself and then after that you gotta (laughs) grow up and become a real man so you get really old and then start drooling on yourself again but (laughs) you know there's there's a pretty big gap of time in there there's a guy yeah i got for most people i got a good 60 years left yeah easy easy um no it's exciting man and and i think uh like it is such a cool story and and so you know i know the book will be awesome and so what we'll have to do is i I know you and i will stay in touch but as we get closer to the book coming out we'll have you come back on the show and and we can talk a little bit more about the book and uh and kind of spot like that but uh really appreciate you coming on tyler i learned something every time i talk to you so i know the audience got a ton of value um before, so we, we talked a little bit about where people can find Tyler's coffee, but if they just want to learn more about it, if they want to subscribe, like where should, yeah. uh, uh, where should folks go? Tylerscoffees.com is pretty simple. Um, you know, you just Google acid free coffee, you'll find it. And, and it's funny. I know in closing the the best compliment is someone that wants to rip you off. And we actually have someone out there that's making an acid free coffee, illegitimate, it, you know, it'll, fraudulently yeah yeah and i saw that i saw that earlier today when i was prepping for this are they using yeah. their first name too did they try to like they they it is an absolute derivative. what a dick move <laughs> did, but again I, that's a compliment I, in, in, it, in it some is aspects the biggest it's, form of flattery right yes, but yes i mean like get you, a little more creative than that i did you know, see when, that when you when you you know, not, not to brag, but when you buy a real Rolex and then you buy a fake Rolex, there's a difference, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so for the, the, real, the real thing, for the real acid free coffee, it's <laughs> Tyler's coffee.com, yeah, not Tyler's. some other yeah. dude's first names coffee.com. We're not even going to give them the, the yeah. glorification of saying it here on the podcast. But um, can I, I make a re- say, go ahead. Can I make a request about the uh, about your product line? Yeah, sure. Can can you do the lifted coffee in in ground? Because you only have it in the the K cups, right? We are we are going to the ground. It's just a process of all right infrastructure. Um, all right. I will also say Good. that uh, I did start a podcast because everyone that I've been on a podcast with said you got to have a podcast, Tyler. So I, I did start that. And it's called Tyler's Coffee Talks on YouTube. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, it's been good. Um, We'll link that in the show notes. We'll link your website in the show notes. Make it easy for people to find. Uh, Tyler, man, really appreciate you. Uh, Appreciate everything you're doing. Keep keep grinding. You see what I did there? Keep peddling coffee. Yeah. Um, But no, man, this has been a lot of fun. Appreciate you dropping in here on the Path to Freedom podcast. And everyone go out and get some Tyler's acid-free coffee. It's good stuff. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.